Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Grady. And here we are in the throes of chilly February. That's... A polar vortex has fallen upon us. It... Everything is covered in ice and snow. Oh, even the sled dogs out there, they've got dripping icicles coming from their nose and butts. <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, you it, notice that? It, I did notice that. It's quite yeah. cold today. It's like yeah. a, it's a negative... 15 or something, something like the milkman's like handing out milkshakes today <laughs> did you yeah. notice that yeah we still yeah. we live in a very small town in ontario that still has yeah. a milkman coming yeah, around he's giving us milkshakes today it's great <laughs> yeah yeah he's very cold though you didn't get gloves i don't know what happened yeah the very small uh town yeah. of toronto one thing i will say our drinks will never be without ice though so that's good it's true i'm happy i don't like a warm drink do you like a warm drink uh no, I'm glad you put this up. I I really wanted to go against yeah. warm drinks today. <laughs> yeah, well, unless it's supposed to be warm. Well, I wanted to bring this by you oh. because I'm on my uh fourth night now. Oh. Okay. Well, tonight's gonna be my fourth night mm -hmm. of trying to finish uh Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to bring that by you. Well, thank you. Uh, and well, you tried you asking know. me to watch the end of it with you last night. And I'm like, I don't think I want to watch just the end of a movie. Well, I thought if I had company <laughs> that maybe I could make my way through it. Why Why are you not able to get through it? Um, it's There's nothing wrong with the movie. I'm, I think I'm watching it at the wrong time. What time are you watching it? Uh, like uh, midnight. <laughs> why are you? Why? Well, you know, I got to watch uh, Pinocchio. It's... Uh -huh. Um, as a uh, a young Italian boy, that was my movie. My... <laughs> right, which which version though? Uh, there was a lot of I, different versions. I think it was the Disney one. Oh, okay, at yeah. that time, but mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, this one definitely takes on the uh, like scary elements of it all. Right, so it's spooky. You always... perfect for the show. Well, I guess so. It's scary. Yeah. Does it have uh, witches? Uh, there's no well. I don't know. Like some of the designs of the characters, you're not really sure of what they're. You're not sure what they are. Yeah. I feel. Is it like particular? Like, is it like I haven't really seen much about it, so I don't really remember much about it. Is it very like real? Like trying to go for that realism animation kind of style, or it's like claymation? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's that's a little different then. I was thinking like you know with the the Disney live action, sometimes I find they try so hard for the realism that it just looks like a. A brown mass half the time. Well, I, I do want to make it clear. There was two Pinocchios to come out last year. There was, yeah. And I want no business the, the with other the Tom one. Hanks one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, Tom Hanks, is he phoning it in lately? <laughs> I mean, we, we've we had it on the podcast like quite a bit of uh, going against Tom Hanks over yeah. the last, uh, for Elvis. And Do you for... think after he found out what the Da Vinci Code was, he's just like, I don't have to try. That actually, now that you bring that up, I I will say that I was very hard on the love of Da Vinci Code for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but it's not all about fucking Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. It's about our guest here today because we have host, drag performer, model, activist, runner up on Canada's Drag Race season two. We got Kendall Gender here. Woo! The Tom Hanks of drag, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
thank you so much for uh coming on um don't tell any of the other drag queens that have done the podcast but you are in fact my favorite drag queen in oh my god drag that's race. a tall order that's a tall order <laughs> so i'm really excited to uh have you on um really buttering them up today eh, buddy? and you've and you've, you've you've made that very public so it's that's true. now out in the universe forever mm-hmm. yeah oh so you heard it here first <laughs> um that's very nice i i i appreciate that yeah, you're my I... favorite uh, scary podcaster of all time, too. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm fine being number two. That's OK. <laughs> I am number two, right? <laughs> well, um, I'm so excited to have you on. We watched uh, we were rewatching. I was rewatching and showing Damien for the first time uh, some of uh, the uh, hit episodes from season two that <laughs> yeah. I thought were uh, kind of the most I iconic for you and i think uh the one that really cemented you i think as my favorite was the roast i think that was uh yeah. that was the big one especially well i mean i don't want to get shady towards other people in this but <laughs> i mean a, get a little shady there's a lot <laughs> there's a it. lot of cringe in that and you yeah, stand out so much <laughs> yeah thank you you know it's it's funny like doing drag race is nothing like you expect it to be mm-hmm. it is like a completely different beast you kind of go in being like you know i went in being like a pretty seasoned drag performer i was like performing a lot i've been doing drag for years and then i sort of get into this situation where i'm like whoa this is so much more intense than i could ever imagine and you're kind of like sometimes unexpectedly bad at things that you expect to be good at and then yeah. vice versa you're sort of like not sure where you're going to find your footing so by the time that that week came around, I was like, oh my God, I was like hosting. I was like, that I actually know how to do, that I'm good at. Um, and I was like, if I'm not good at this this week, I'm definitely going home. So I'm just gonna try and <laughs> knock it out of the damn park. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, that was a, that's definitely the, the episode that I would uh, go back and rewatch if I were to ever rewatch the uh, the season. <laughs> It's it's so fun. And I mean, you take a big risk in that one, of course, too, like going first as well. Uh, of all things because I, I mean sometimes when you go first if you're if you don't absolutely kill it you might get forgotten if you just do well yeah. or true you know like there's a lot of things that could go wrong you could uh fail right off the top and <laughs> set a tone <laughs> yeah. for the show. but the fact that you did set the bar so high i think it uh it just it highlighted the inequalities of everyone else <laughs> <laughs> If you guys were to do it, what what um, position would you guys put yourself at? If you were in if you were in my heels, ooh, uh, I mean, that I don't I don't have uh, that much confidence to uh, be able to do what you what you did had to be the move. Like I yeah. watch so much reality shows and everything like that uh, that are like competition based that that has to be the move. Like that's how you get like all of the respect right like that's like a yeah uh like i always you think about like survivor and stuff of like um putting yourself forward like that but i think like if i was to pick an ideal position i would want to be like right dead set in the middle okay interesting yeah i think (laughs) i don't want to close it because maybe i won't be the best but if i go in the middle and i would i would throw a little bit of shade here i would try to put someone in front of me that's not going to do that well 
Right. Okay, and then, okay, I, okay. and then I save the show, you know, and I become a hero amongst everyone. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I think if I didn't know uh, how well people could do in it, I would want to go first for sure. I think there's, I think there's a lot of benefits to going first. But if I knew there were some like people who were were really bad, <laughs> really good, I might do a little like maybe second or third. But I think first mm. is probably the best place you could put yourself in a competition roast. Oh, that yeah, is just I for fun. Of... Yes, anywhere. But like for a competition, I think first is a very strategic and great place to be. I thought it was because like I I kind of thought that there was only so many like avenues for like jokes that you could take. Exactly. So I was That's like, well, might as well knock them all out right in the first one. And then it's just stale from there on out. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I've done roasts where so many people are just doing the same jokes over and over again. And even if you have like a better version of it, if people have already heard it before, it, it doesn't quite have the same impact. So mm-hmm. with like a small group like that, if you're able to get that stuff out early, then you're already ahead of the game. But totally. Especially, I mean, when you're like, you're roasting the people that are like in front of you and the amount of information you know about them must be so limited. <laughs> like, I know that yeah. right. for, for that episode, especially like for us, like Emma Hunter's a really big deal mm-hmm. because we're in the scene. We see her at shows and stuff like that. And we know that she's really funny. I can't imagine that everybody knows who Emma Hunter is on the show when she comes on there. <laughs> I know that was kind of the funniest. Yeah. That was kind of the funniest part. But I definitely looked her up after post show and she's uh, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's an interesting case of where everyone had a similar take on Emma Hunter, but it ended up becoming a really good recurring bit. Yeah. I feel like yes. where that, <laughs> that is the best case scenario for something like that happening, though. I mean, that could have gone very badly the other way. It was like, we know you don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like that, how long did you have exactly to write the jokes for the road? To the second, how long? yeah oh my god well okay we basically found out the challenge and then you like you find out in like the afternoon or evening and then you go to the hotel and then you maybe have like a few hours the next morning it's like it's very short normally for challenges you have like maybe between like four and six hours in total to work on whatever you're doing whether that's like making the outfit or or practicing for this um sort of thing it's uh yeah it's it's definitely a short a short window of time which is why i like as a competitor and now as a viewer of the show, I think that like, I, I, yeah, I have a lot more like, um, what's the right word? Like respect or understanding for the competitors because like Mm. if things go wrong, which they always do, it's like, we're, we're in a pressure cooker. Like it's, there's really not a lot of time. (laughs) We're trying our best. (laughs) I've said that uh, when we had uh, Cynthia, Cynthia kiss on too, it it seems like sometimes you don't get an idea of the time frame for some of these things. And, I feel like I I understand why it happens and why they don't, but I feel like so much of like the context and just like uh, some of the understanding that you would get from like what the process is and how just how difficult it is sometimes it gets yeah. lost by not having that. Absolutely. And when did uh, when did you work with uh, like pitching your jokes? I know like in the episode there is that time. Like how long before that happened? Was that in the morning or was that the same evening? That was in the evening um like the day before the actual roast itself um i'm trying to think of what the exact yeah i guess we found out about the challenge we probably had like an hour to like get some base material or so and then we went for like an on-camera like spiel um and then and then you get to work on it a little bit more at home sort of like with their feedback 
or that's home, gotta, I say, the hotel. That, that had to be such a <laughs> hard thing to do to pre- be presenting unfinished jokes on national TV. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely, absolutely, and that and that's why they get those like cricket sounds. Yeah, do you know what I, I mean? Know. Because then it's like yeah, that's that's where that like footage comes from. <laughs> I I was absolutely horrified at the idea of that. Of like even <laughs> doing stand up comedy, if I had to like perform my like half ideas. <laughs> to, <laughs> I was horrified. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that episode ends up being like a, a dominant episode for you too, because you win the yeah. mini challenge as well. So I mean, that's especially why that was one that I wanted to go back to before mm-hmm. this, because I mean, you just destroy everybody. I think <laughs> I was in a, I was in a mood that uh, that episode. I'll be honest yeah. with you, because the week before I was I was in the bottom. I was mm-hmm. I did a design challenge, which like I'm so bad at. I cannot sew to save my life, obviously, <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, I like I once you you feel like when you're in the bottom and you're like you're lip syncing, unless you like rise to the absolute top the week after, um, you really feel like your fate is set in stone, if you will. Like I yeah. was like I was like, Oh my gosh, if, if this doesn't happen for me, I'm definitely gonna go home this week. Um so I was like, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and that episode uh before that too, where you are in the bottom, ends up being like I to me it's the most beautiful moment of the entire season when you and Cynthia are doing the uh, mm-hmm. lip sync battle against each other and like it's kind of bittersweet because like in that moment one of you's going home and you're yeah. responsible for sending the other person home but at the same yeah. time looking back on that that must be amazing to have that moment on television it totally is. And like, to be honest, like our, my friendship with Cynthia is so, so, so strong, like yeah. post show. And like that, that really never like affected our relationship at all. Mm. It honestly only like helped it. She's so one of those people that was like, no, like, you know, if it's not going to be me, I want it to be you in that situation. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. she always says, <laughs> she always makes fun of me and she's like, well, if your tit didn't fall out, I probably would have won. <laughs> <laughs> so like we we definitely make jokes about it and like it uh yeah it's uh it's it is beautiful to sort of have that memory but it's so think, emotional when you watch it back oh yeah, yeah. i i i teared up watching that one because we watched that one back a couple weeks ago when yep. we had cynthia on uh and like watching that one back is just like yeah it, it's like heartbreak and you bring upon like the moment of like embrace there uh too during the song yeah. and that that's where like i'm like okay now i'm getting teary-eyed I know, <laughs> but I, I mean, it just like speaks to what a like, I guess, like almost like uh, I want to say like complex, like diverse kind of like season you had of just like having all of these like different moments of like being hilarious and then like also um, having like these emotional moments and then as well as um, just I, I, as it starts coming down, what I noticed was that I almost like I was rooting for you as not only my favorite, but almost as an underdog coming into that, not because of any kind of of like quality or anything like that, because I think that you stack up with everybody else. But because of how the edit was going, I guess, started taking this turn almost between Isis and Pythia and this kind of rivalry. And I noticed totally. that that seemed to be the focus and everybody else was kind of left out where I was there rooting for you to uh-huh. 
I definitely know. I like, I, 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 I totally felt that too. Like, I think mm -hmm. an underdog is like the essence of my existence and I, and I own it proudly. <laughs> I never, I never, I like, I feel like that, that is totally how I like, I've lived my life even before drag. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, I love sort of like, I don't know. I like that opportunity. I wear it as a, as a badge of honor. Um, and like, yeah, I definitely don't take that in a, in a negative way at all. Like, that's very kind. <laughs> um, so one of the big things that I think is a huge strength as well as comedy is like these songs, like your, your verses in these, uh, these songs for all of the challenges in season two, and then going into Canada versus the world yep. where, I mean, I'm going in completely biased because like I said, you're, you're my favorite coming out of season two, but I, <laughs> I'm 100% behind you in this. And the first challenge is hitting your complete strengths to me. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up going home in that episode. The drama, honey. The drama. <laughs> I think like that was such a, a tough position, I think, for you to be in in that, though, because I mean, everyone was like firing at all cylinders. I feel on that on that episode there. everyone did a yeah. great like, job. Everyone was one. doing such Absolutely. like 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 working at such a high level it was really coming down to like just those like these little nitpicky things and they totally. just kind of kept piling up and it's just like this isn't fair <laughs> yeah no absolutely and like when i obviously when like the actual season was happening and when we were filming i was like so devastated with like the yeah. outcome of it and i was like so disappointed and it like it took me a while to like actually be able to like start to heal from it yeah but then when the episode came out and I sort of saw everything, I started to feel very differently about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I was like, yeah, like definitely things didn't go like 100% perfect. But mm -hmm. I was like, I was proud of what I did. I was proud of like what I presented. Um, yeah. And it's exactly to say what, what you said is like, everyone was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that could have that they almost could have like teetered in so many different ways, depending on like what they were what they wanted to like focus on. Exactly. Um, so I was by no means like embarrassed um, with like my presentation or, or like or what I did by any means. Um, and like, it's a game, right? Like it's yeah. a it's 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 all a game. And like, yeah. it is, it is, uh, it's it's reality TV, as we know. And like, I kind of look at it like, there's so much worse things that can happen in my life than being like on my dream television show and getting <laughs> to like dance around and do drag, like regardless yeah. of what happens. Right. Like it's honestly not that bad. And, and, <laughs> and you being picked felt like a strategy move too. It felt like a total, like you were going to be a threat it. later. That, that's how I read <laughs> it. it. That's what it seemed I like. Felt, yeah. I mean, they, they did say that. So, uh, I'll, yep. I'll take it as a compliment because I got to I got to put a positive spin on everything. Yep. <laughs> I mean, also, I'm biased, but I felt like you shouldn't have been in the bottom, too. I think you had one of the best verses as well. So yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, was, I, I was outraged. <laughs> um, what was uh, the feeling about getting asked uh, to be on like an all star type season, especially like pretty quickly after season two? You yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, when they when they first called, I like I wasn't even 100% sure if I was going to do it. I was like, ah, it seems really soon. I was like, I'm not sure. Um, but then I kind of just like I, I chilled with it for like a day and sort of like talked talked it through. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. If they're calling today, what if they don't call tomorrow? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, who's who's to say that like, when these opportunities come up in your life? Like, I don't know, I think I think you gotta like strike while the iron's hot. 
if that's the the right way of saying that expression yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. um, I'm really bad at expressions it's like a well-known thing so I have to like I have to reiterate that I'm not sure um, but anyways yeah I just like I don't know I kind of just took it as like as an opportunity being presented to me um, and I was like yeah let's let's go like let's let's play the game like let's let's see what happens um, and like yeah I definitely I definitely don't regret it by any means I think it was like still an awesome opportunity and like yeah, I think that like, you know, being I was still on two out of the six episodes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, even if it was a, even if it was in a in a shorter capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely uh, I definitely don't regret it at all. Amazing. Uh, it was like going on to there. Were you f- familiar with all of the queens that you were working with? Was there any of them that you hadn't met before that you were excited to meet because I know that American like drag race was such a big thing too, right? Totally. Yeah. I was, I was familiar with all of them for sure. Um, I think the one that I was like the most excited to meet was Victoria Scone. Um, just because I was such a fan of her on her season. And even mm-hmm. though it was cut short, um, I was just like excited. I just think her drag is like phenomenal. Um, and I just think she's cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, their performance as a group in that too was very, yeah. very good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. And I mean, she ends up killing it throughout it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. Um, I want to talk about, uh, to just like going into going back to, uh, season two and going into it was there anything that you kind of like discovered uh about yourself as far as strengths go did you think um going into it that you would be like excelling at the comedy challenges like that and um it seems like the music and based off of what you've been uh, doing after this and we'll talk about your uh, new song shine uh, coming up here too (laughs) but it seems like that's been uh, something that you've been having for a while unless uh, maybe canada's drag race like kicked it off for you oh when it comes to music absolutely i did not know that that was going to be like something that i would i would like even enjoy doing to be Mm. honest um like i i literally had i had no 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 idea um yeah like i like my my verse from from season two uh, like has like gone viral people like are always singing it back to me like people like I, I get tagged in like these these like lists sort of like things on TikTok of like the best drag race verses of all time. And it's like my verse is like stacked up there with like <laughs> these like iconic ones from like Alaska, Shea Coulee, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? Like it, it literally blows my mind. I and that I genuinely, I genuinely have never explored it before. Um, and it's not something that I was even like, I hate to say, but like maybe like interested in. If yeah. I'm allowed to say that, it was like I never, I never thought that like doing mm-hmm. that was something I wanted to. I was like, I'm a drag queen. I like lip syncing. That's good. <laughs> um, but so that was really cool. That kind of came from it. It like super unexpected. Um, and then yeah, getting to do this like song, um, like with my with my girls has been has been so fun. That that's insane to me because you seem so natural at it when you're doing it. And I mean, it must be kind of a cool kickstart if that's like the the first time you're doing it right to have like uh some coaches in the industry and even like in the first episode of canada versus the world you get another experience of it yeah totally yeah like it's uh i don't know that's the cool thing about about like drag race in general is that it kind of puts you under like a uh a microscope if you will where you get to just like try 
all these different things. Um, and you kind of just like get to learn things about yourself. So you've been doing drag since uh, 2014. Um, what got you into it um, in the first place? What was the big like inspiration? Yeah, I feel like in my early 20s, um, I was always quite like interested in, you know, the more like feminine side of life, if you will. Um, so I was like expressing myself through different gender, uh, gender, like uh, kind of pushing the gender norms, if you will, mm-hmm. um, like prior to drag. So by the time I like started to, you know, go out and, and see drag, I, I was uh, I was already interested in that side of things. Um, so nobody was really like super shocked when I like put on a longer wig. They were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but for me, it was like, yeah, I remember going to like a drag show in, in like 2014. Um, and I saw this like really like young, vibrant, like hot drag queen performing. Um, I think they were performing like, I don't know, like on a stripper pole. It was like this whole vibe. Um, and I had really never seen that side of drag. I had seen more like, you know, classic, um, sort of like big hair show tune sort of drag. Mm-hmm. So I never really associated that it could be like a modern pop star of mm-hmm. sorts. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> um, and I basically just like begged them to like help me out with doing drag for the first time. Um, and yeah, it kind of just like took off from there. Um, and I was always really interested in, yeah, like the, the aesthetic side of things and, um, uh, like performing and that sort of thing. Like I was, you know, in theater and that kind of stuff when I was, when I was younger. Um, so this sort of was like a, like a melting pot or blend of all the things that I found interesting in my life. Um, and I kind of just like went for it and now here we are. And oh you, gosh, many and years you mentioned, later. yeah, being a, a pop star, being a pop star, exactly. <laughs> with with the shine, dreams came true. <laughs> <laughs> but getting to do um, this song, Shine, and I don't know how many actual groups there are in uh, in Drag Race, but um, it feels like the Brat Pack's the only one to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Good. The, mar- the marketing is working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how how was it to go on, not only go on the season with your sisters, but now still working together and making music and Shine is such a catchy song and like yeah. such a good you never know what to kind of expect but uh when we listened to it we were like oh yeah this is really good yeah <laughs> it was so well produced too and like Thank the music you. video looked amazing like you all looked like phenomenal there it was like so well shot too Thank it was you yeah, I we... did notice some amazing hair that was also in Canada yeah, versus we... the world. Oh my well. god! Yeah, <laughs> I had to, I was I was trying to change the I was trying to change the narrative of that wig. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna take my elimination hair and like put it into like the one of the biggest things I've done in my drag career because like I I like I was like I love this hair and I don't want to like have this weird like. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big energy person as I'm yeah. sure you guys are interested in like this paranormal world. And I was like, I need to like release some of the negative energy <laughs> from this hair and like put it into something beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, with, uh, with Brat Pack, like Brat Pack and like my drag career have been so interlaced since literally day one, like in 2014 is when Brat Pack started. 
So like I had done, I had done drag like solo for a little while, and then I got asked to be a part of a, a part of Brat Pack um, back in, and and then it was a uh, six six queens, and like over the years, it's sort of like you know like ebb and flow. People come, people go. We we we've, we've changed uh, quite a bit. Um, but then with us three uh, getting on drag race, obviously we we sort of solidified like the the group as as us three. Um, but yeah, it's it wouldn't have made sense to do drag race without my Brad Pack sisters because, like I said, they were always hand in hand with everything that I've done. Um, so it was it completely completely made sense that that we all did it together. Um, and it's been really cool, like to be able to do this like new phase of our careers, um, but also with with like your closest friends. Because like sometimes people don't really yeah. understand what this like world is like or what this like new chapter of drag is like because it's very 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 different in so many ways. Um, so it's so fun to be able to to do that um, with them. Yeah, and no matter where you are in like kind of the arts, like finding collaborators can sometimes be yeah. the hardest thing of just mm-hmm. people that you really jive with and that can you you can kind of just work off of and i mean the fact that you found that so kind of early on Mm -hmm. is amazing and i i think that you all really lift each other and i all have a lot of quality out there so thank you yeah we just like we we kind of like we we obviously we are drag performers for sure but we are obsessed with like pop girl groups yep. and that's really like what we love and that's really where we like we draw a lot of inspiration i think sometimes with like obviously like drag groups and that kind of stuff they're they're really focused on drag but we're delusional and we're like no no <laughs> we're pop stars <laughs> so. we we look like pop stars we make pop star music and we make pop star music videos <laughs> do, we, do we have a full-length uh, album in the works then is that something that's we do we do have more music coming we do have more music coming. Okay, um, okay. What exactly that's going to look like, you're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, but there, there definitely is. There's a yeah. Brad Pack is not uh, not going anywhere. Well, for, I'm really excited about that. And for our listeners, we'll have Shine play at the end mm-hmm. of this episode. Uh, but Ooh. we need to get into a bit of a scarier note here because we oh, have to dun, ask dun, dun. you. You guys need a sound effect there. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna use that. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. okay, great. great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we get it clean? Can we get it clean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you believe in ghosts? I do, for sure. Have you ever had yeah. a paranormal experience? Um, I feel like more energy based, mm-hmm. um, sort of like situationally. Um, I remember, uh, so my partner, when, uh, we first started dating, um, actually lived in a building in, in Chinatown in Vancouver, um, a little bit more of like an older sort of like area in, in, in the city. Um, and that building, like the second that I would walk in, I felt so much energy in there i don't know if it was like what exactly it looked like whether it was like spirits or or, you know lingering spaces whatever it was but like you would get into that elevator and like it would stop on like whatever floor like you would it doesn't matter what time of day (laughs) what like it would like it would choose it would choose when it would like when someone had to get off and i said and i literally said i was like i was like i feel like people are just are, are getting off on the elevator or something is like because it would happen so constantly. And it was like, eventually it can't just be like a mechanical error where like, it just like, and it just, yeah, I just, I always felt in that, like, especially, especially in the elevator, I just felt some, like some, some vibes. 
going on. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, that kind of aligns with like how I believe in uh, the paranormal. Damien's a non-believer, so we're at odds constantly. Uh, But I'm (laughs) I'm more into like the kind of energy based. And I think that my belief in the paranormal and kind of ghosts and spirits is that it's energy that is like forcing you kind of to empathize with them and that you feel those kind of emotions coming towards you and that's what you're feeling around you um so that's kind of where i align in the whole thing and i refuse to have empathy for anyone (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay, living so or dead i have i mean this is not my podcast but i have a question of course for both of you now do you believe in past lives or like a reincarnation aspect and- i do i do not i okay and i do in the weirdest way so i i guess or how i believed in it it was weird so i think like the reason why I do is because I think that certain languages are easier to learn for for certain people. And I think it's past lives based. I think that's, I love that some languages come easier to you and you understand them as they're speaking because something's clicking there. And okay. I know that like as someone that originally grew up uh, in like the Ottawa area, kind of close to the border. French is impossible for me. It's, okay. it, it does not click whatsoever, but yeah. then uh, certain other languages when I'm like using like a Duolingo or like learning yeah, them yeah. just really click. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I would, I would, I would argue, sorry to interrupt, but I would argue that no, no, comparing I learning, <laughs> learning a language to your experiences with Duolingo are not a, a not a light comparison that is like, oh, I'm really good at Duolingo. You're just remembering words like you'll remember like French words all the time. And if you're doing the same thing on Duolingo, I feel like it would be the exact same. No, no, no. And no. it's a different context as well. But like, OK, but taking but taking languages out of it, for example, for I sure. always think. I always think about the, like, when I watch, um, you know, like, TikTok videos or something of, like, Mm -hmm. of, like, kids, okay? Mm -hmm. When kids are really, when they really gravitate towards a specific skill set at a Mm -hmm. very young age, I always think, I'm like, how, how can this, like, young kid go to the piano and be so interested in, like, playing the piano when, like, no one in their family is interested in that? Or like, you know, singers or whatever. Or like you see weird videos of like, if we're getting really crazy, we you see weird weird videos of like animals, for example. Why is there like I, I've seen like a dog jump on the like on yeah, the piano or something and like gravitate towards it. I just feel like there has to be some sort of like explanation of like unused energy or something along those lines that like I don't know, I feel like how can you explain like some of your interests at a very young age? Like where where did that come from? Like I even think about me, like why was I so interested in like the like performing arts or, or, or that sort of thing? So young, you know, it's not really a common thing in my, in my immediate family or, or anything like that. It's a little bit more of like an anomaly. So like, where did that come from? Was I a, was I a, a, a pop star in a past life? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. I, I am completely for that. I, I feel like it was kind of the same similar thing for me growing up of like 
my uh, parents uh, just really being into like sports and like trying to uh, get me into like hockey and stuff. And you'd think like when you're started on it, you just like kind of like get into it. Yeah. But here I am just like uh, wanting to be in musicals and like uh, singing around. Okay, the house, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just feels I like you're that. rebelling. Your parents trying to force you into something. And you didn't want I'm to going the it. exact. I mean, there's also yeah. there's an yeah. el- there's an element of that for sure. too. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done a, like a play about a hockey player that would have made everyone happy. Ooh, there you go. You get the best of both worlds. I like yeah, that. You should write one. Do it right now. Well, I mean, I I do have that coming up because I'm going to be in a hockey movie with my dad's favorite hockey player of all time. So I mean, that's, really? Yeah, that's that's something. That's that's one that's thing. Really to, cool. Well, to uh, make him proud for life. If I you guess. write the play and then present it to him as well, maybe you can get the hockey player in the play. Oh wow, a business mogul. That's I love what I'm this. saying you gotta you, you gotta jump on these opportunities, capitalize yeah. on it. Can you imagine just like <laughs> me in a play with like Wendell Clark? Like, how what's the quality of that play gonna be? <laughs> just Wendell and me. <laughs> it's a two hander. Yeah. Um, but on that note, we got a story of our own to tell. We Ooh. all drew positions beforehand. Uh, Damien, do you want to reveal what you drew? I drew the swing. That means I have no extra responsibility. I can come and go as I please and do whatever I want, basically. Mm-hmm. Not quite. I, I still have to play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't have anything. But I don't have anything extra. And okay. I drew the celebrity. So I have to go to a random celebrity generator. It's going to give me four options, and I'll have to appear as one of those celebrities at some point during the story. Wow. Um, my options are Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Kate Moss, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, <laughs> and yeah. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, f- I feel like uh, my like one Ashton Kutcher reference is just watching... Steve Jobs? <laughs> just watching the Steve Jobs movie over and over again. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am the narrator of this story. That's correct. And for that, we're going to go to canigeta.com to get a location, a relationship, or a word in order to get this story started. So which one would you like today? A location, a relationship, or a word? Uh, A location. Hot tub. Oh, okay. A hot tub. All right. So how does this work? Like, I just, I'm just, we're just telling a story. Yeah, we're just gonna tell. And you can—you're not stricken to the narrator position. You can be characters within the story mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Okay, but you can start <laughs> it however you'd like. And are you going yeah. with Kutcher? Um. Oh yeah, who are we? I'll I'll do yeah I'll do Kutcher. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash/spooked. S p o o k e d to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have a Valentine. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? 
Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. And are we starting? Okay. Yeah, whenever you'd like. The time was 2003. It was a brisk, warm evening in the middle of Saskatchewan <laughs> and there was a a that 70s show convention rolling through Saskatchewan <laughs> and suddenly the ho- a homeowner Julie gets a knock on the door Uh, hello. Can you help me out? Can you help me out? Uh, yeah. What what's what seems to be the problem? I'm uh, hi. I'm Ashton Kutcher. I'm looking for the Saskatoon Convention Center because all of the cast of that seventy shows in the bus right there, and I gotta get there right away. You gotta get to Saskatoon. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. We're just outside of Regina now, so you're a little ways away. Shit. Okay, Julie decides to invite him inside. Listen, do you want to come on in and maybe we could sit in the hot tub and sort things out? Um, (laughs) do you like a cheese sandwich? You got me. Okay, I'm in for the cheese sandwich. All right, I'll grab you a pair of swim trunks. Okay, I, I have extras. Should I let the rest of the cast know or are they just standing on the bus? Oh, there's more of you? Oh, there's the whole group. Uh, Donna, it's, Eric. Uh, it's really just a two-seater. Uh, Fez, he's there. Yeah, no, it's really just a two-seater hot tub. Oh, okay. Ashton has to choose his favorite cast member to join him in the hot tub. Well, there's one I'm definitely not choosing, so let's take him out of bed right away. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me I know who that is. Donna? <laughs> Uh, I will go. Uh, let's bring in. Uh, let's bring in uh, Red. <laughs> red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> red 
emerges from the bus and enters Julie's house. Oh boy, I better watch my ass so his foot doesn't go up there. Am I right? <laughs> That's what he says, right? No, that you got it. He always says, watch your ass or my foot's going to go up there. <laughs> Julie comes out of the kitchen with two cheese sandwiches and hands them to both of these really obvious characters in the middle of Regina. <laughs> Here you go, boys. The hot tub's all fired up. Uh, I'll leave some swim trunks out, out for you. If you guys just want to, you know, strip down and get into them, go ahead. I, I'll just... Uh, Watch over here, <laughs> and you don't I have don't... any doors on any of the rooms here. Right? Oh no, we're open concept. Okay, Ooh. yeah, very modern for two thousand three. Yeah, we couldn't afford a door walls when we bought the place, so mm. we had to get rid of a few. I know that one thing might be really jarring for you mm -hmm. is that I introduced myself as Ashton Kutcher. Okay, but then I used the character names for everyone else. I just really need to. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I you're the only one whose name I do know. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the rest of them, I have no idea. Oh, I do know uh, uh, Mila Kunis. <laughs> right. That's it. The, the more obvious choice to accompany Ashton Kutcher <laughs> into the hot tub. All right, Red, you're out. Mila's in. <laughs> I guess my ass is safe now, huh? Wow. All right, well. I'll I'll just be over here waiting. Okay, well, I guess I'll get into this swimsuit. I don't know why I'm... Does it fit okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's not too snug, is it? It's very snug. Very snug? Yeah, very snug. Wow, you fill that out nicely. That's... No. <laughs> I mean that in a good way. All right. Ashton and... Is it Mila or Red? I can't remember who's joined us now. Mila's in. <laughs> Mila, Tunis, and Ashton Kutcher walk to the hot tub slowly and passionately with cheese sandwiches in their hand. It's like a scene from Lady and the Tramp. They wrap their arms seductively around each other to feed one another the opposite cheese sandwich wow you guys are really getting steamy in there huh this... i'm so glad you're enjoying the hot tub you're not gonna believe this uh -huh. but this is the exact moment we're falling in love oh Aww. yeah oh. and you're here for it wow thank you hey no problem <laughs> i'm sorry i wasn't able to get you to the convention um Oh, yeah, the convention. We're late. Oh, well, do you want me to fire up my old desktop computer for you? Do you want me to get the old DSL landline going for you? <laughs> yeah, if you could print out some, uh, All right. some web map. Go to mapquest.com. <laughs> They're not always great directions, but I can guarantee you they are directions. Suddenly. It's going to be about 45 minutes, though. Suddenly, the homeowner that I forget her name, I think it was Jane, but I can't remember. I think it was Julia or Julie. Julia! One of the two. <laughs> I'll Julia have to check Jane. my driver's license. Julia Jane, the Regina resident. Suddenly, her computer turns into a portal. Oh, jeez. Not this again. <laughs> Where all you have to do is select the address in which you want to go to, and you can transport yourself there. 
I have this problem all the time. Ah, it's so frustrating. If you have this problem all the time, yeah, then I'm just wondering why you wouldn't bring it to me right away because it seems like the fastest way for me to get there. But I'm trying to print you the directions like you wanted. No, I would rather take the portal. That sounds better. Oh, the real question is, why does she still live in Regina if she has a portal that would bring her anywhere in the world? Well, listen, narrator, there's nothing like sitting in a two seater hot tub and being to stare out for miles and miles of wheat. Yeah, where else? Where else are you going to meet? Sorry, the whole cast of that show is kilometers of wheat. All right. Well, here, here's a couple of towels. Dry off. Okay. And get changed back in your regular clothes. I mean, I do prefer going in dry, but does it ruin it if I go in wet? Well, I'd rather you not take my swim trunks. I need them in case more guests arrive. Oh, okay. Do you get a lot of people coming in? You'd be surprised how many people get lost on the way to that convention center. <laughs> wow. What's the biggest celebrity that's come by? Uh, <laughs> probably uh, Michael. <laughs> Tom Hanks himself. Oh, he's still good. <laughs> yeah, he dropped a glove here once. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just get changed here. And... Okay. All mm. right. All uh, right. Do, do you want uh, me to turn around and we can do the whole tattoo scene from uh, Dude, Where's My Car? Or should we just pass on that? Well, if you could, I wouldn't mind. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, you got to start. I, I just turn out of the hot tub here. You don't have a tattoo, though. Oh, well. What does it say? The computer <laughs> also has a tattoo machine. Oh, okay. Well, here. You ready? I'll give you one with my uh, tattoo gun mouse. All right. What do you want? Uh, the, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. It's okay. better if I don't know what it is for the sake of the scene. Okay. I'll do a hand rolling dice. <laughs> I said it would be oh. better if it does. <laughs> Is that okay? No. Yeah. I. Oh, well. Going like this. How's yeah. I, I think that. Are we going to see the dice in it or is it going to be interpreted differently? Well, do you often see the dice in the hand when they're rolling the dice? No, go ahead. So, okay. <laughs> there you go. All done. Y'all dry now, too. Yeah. All right. Put this cream on the tattoo every couple of hours. You want to make sure it stays clean and moisturized. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. I and guess... Mila, Mila, would you just stop eating that cheese sandwich for a minute and speak to us? <laughs> no, it's okay, dear. Don't worry about it. Here's another cheese sandwich for the road. Listen, I'm going to let you get into the portal now, okay? Now, where do you need to go? Let me type it in for you. Convention Center. Okay, Saskatoon Convention Center. Saskatoon Convention Center. Okay. For the 70s show con oh. of 2003. Wait, what about the rest <laughs> of the bus load? Uh, well, if we could drive the bus right through, that would be helpful. Oh, of course. Suddenly, the computer <laughs> expands to the size of a bus. <laughs> Oh, this is always luckily, happening to me. Luckily, Julie lives in an open concept loft. So mm -hmm. the size is very, very, very convenient. Let me open the garage door. <laughs> come on in, boys. Right this way. All they right. All come inside. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're ever in Regina again and you need to come have a two-seater hot tub day and a couple of cheese sandwiches, you know where to find me. I probably won't do this again, but... Wow, you 
just, well, I didn't want to insult you. It's just that I don't well, often... You did insult me by saying you wouldn't do this again. But... I mean, if you're to look it up, I don't think there's that many that 70 show conventions that will happen <laughs> in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> so this seems like a bit of a rarity. So I don't think I'll be coming back around. Okay, well. But maybe in the future, if I play like, I don't know, like a Steve Jobs character, they'll have me in every Comic-Con. Well, we do have the uh, the, the Macintosh <laughs> convention here every, every fall. Okay, well, if that happens. Yeah. And it might. It should. I'm rooting Love for it. you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, you best get going along to the convention. Please, all your fans. I'll just stay here all alone in vagina. Bye. Well, they didn't even try to get me to come along. <laughs> I. <laughs> Julie decides to go to the convention last minute and puts on her floral 70s dress and, emer- and walks through the portal to live her dream. Wow, I didn't know this was my dream, but I'm so glad I'm here now. <laughs> uh, are you sure this is the convention center? Because I just seem to be floating in pure darkness. Yeah, you said you wanted to go to an endless dark void. No! When you said Saskatoon, you didn't mean an endless dark void? Is there any way out of here? I guess. Let me pull up the computer. It will only take 45 minutes. (laughs) In the meantime, Julie gives tattoos to the entire cast. (laughs) Do you guys want tattoos to commemorate that 90s show? Yes, we do. Okay. And that 80s show? (laughs) We don't need to commemorate that 80s show. You don't? No. Okay. (laughs) None of us are even in that one. thought there was going to be solidarity. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, it's all done. Okay, great. Now, where do you want to go? The, the convention center. Oh, the actual convention center. Yes. Okay, let's try it again. All right. Ready to go. Get in the bus. Okay. And we're drowning. Yeah, you said you wanted to go into a big pool of water and drown. <laughs> I didn't. Right? Ashton? 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 Dang. The entire cast suddenly falls dead. But thankfully, they're on display at an aquarium. (laughs) (laughs) And spooked. That was a scary story. (laughs) (laughs) That was intense. Yeah, I I like how you uh, chose the location as directly in between both of our current locations right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? You know, that came to my mind simply because I literally just got a potential offer to go there. <laughs> it was it was on top of my mind and we are currently watching that 90s show. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this is where it was coming from. Yeah. I know this isn't how computers work, but I like to think that our Zoom calls are meaning in the middle, and that's where we're really having this. Ah, so true. <laughs> so I guess if uh, that if that story was to help you decide whether you wanted to be in Saskatchewan or not, now mm-hmm. you got a good uh, example of what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> if the cast of that seventy show is not there when I perform, I don't want it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. That'd be a nice two seater hot tub for you. I'm sure there would. <laughs> well, on that note, let's do a round of plugs. Kendall, where can everyone follow you? Woo! I am on most social media platforms at Kendall Gender or some sort of iteration of such. Um, you can find me sort of uh, wherever and everywhere. I do have a uh, live performance uh, aspect on my website that kind of shows all of the shows that I am doing over the next little while um, from here to everywhere. Amazing. And uh, you can follow us at Spook Podcast. We'll be tweeting all of that out as well as uh, sharing it on Instagram. And go to thesonarnetwork.com. You'll be able to see a full profile on Kendall with direct links to all of her social media as well as the episodes that she's done on the network. Mm -hmm. And... Stay tuned right now because you can hear Shine by the Brad Pack. Woo! Shine! Spooked. Brad Pack.
Sonar!